What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Kayla Pearson. Uh, She's joining me again uh, for the hot streak, I don't know how many weeks in a row now, Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. It is so good to see you. Thank you. So I I just want to say that there are turtles on the road right now, everywhere hmm. and did they, you, they did you blend in no i've Simeon? almost hit one twice <laughs> two i guess that would be but they blend in with the leaves that are on yeah. the road okay so be careful when you're driving watch out for turtle crossing for save turtles. a turtle yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> save the turtle <laughs> they're uh, so cute he's back hosting with us again voice only sorry to disappoint so many people are disappointed that they don't see your face anymore mark Just, you know we can take votes you know, we can just put a poll out there, and who do you want to see on camera this week? Do you want we to can see rotate it? out. I feel Mark, people are like, why do you have Caleb? Mark sitting off frame every week? I'm like, it's his choice. I don't do that to him. Yeah, but we'll take a vote, and anyway. the winning person can, so. you know, stay on camera. Uh, Pastor Mark Carey, not here this week, nor yeah. next week, nor wow. the week after that. Wow. That is going to be... Oh, three weeks. Right? Because yeah. Dennis oh. is preaching two weeks. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a party right. here in this sermon it's gonna, spotlight. Oh, yeah. It's That's all right. downhill from here, yeah. and here's proof. Mm. For the first time, uh, I know him as Javery, but Pastor John Avery. Pastor of Family Life, is that your title? That is my title. Okay. Yeah. You're here for the first time. For the first time. On Sermon Spotlight. Yep. Thank you. How do you, how do you feel so far? Are you already disappointed? You committed to this? Or? No, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, okay. I'm also excited to know about the turtles because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all over the place where I live too. Uh-huh. Yeah. You live out in the boonies, boy. You're, yeah. you're running over all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Turtles, deer. D- deer. Oh bear, goodness, bear, bobcat. Yeah, haven't seen any of them, but yeah, they're out there. They are out there. Fellowship Bible Church, man. Crazy. All walks of life. Crazy. Oh, that's good. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into a Sunday in review. Romans seven, the nitty gritty, as it's called uh, in my household. Uh, Pastor Mark called it a truth we must admit. Right in between Romans chapter six, truth we must affirm. And Romans chapter 8, truth we must allow. Initial thoughts, Mark Francis, coming your way. I mean, that truth we must admit is that, man, we're still out here sinning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I love the sermon for lots of different reasons. But for me specifically, I really felt like Mark gave so many practical examples throughout the mm. course of the sermon of explaining what, is, what does it really mean to me. And I felt like almost every five or six minutes he made a point and then he gave really cool analogies. Of examples of like, you know, you could be, you know, turning your head and looking the wrong direction doing something or you could be, you know, yelling at the, your neighbor or you could, you know, be this Irish person and, and mm. burst out and, just, oh, and yeah. lash out at somebody. I mean, I, I think there's so many different analogies that I really appreciate the practical aspect of it. So for for me, Romans 7 is, a, is obviously a key chapter, but we are all still sinning. And, yeah. and he set it up in a way that it's like, you know, well... We're Christians, but why do sometimes, why do we look just like any other person in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, why does sometimes our our heathen neighbor actually give the appearance is better than us? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and yeah. so, but when you put it into practical example, like, like, man, what is going on here, people? Why are Christians, why is the church at large look the same? And, and here, this is tackling it right away for us. So I really appreciate the practical examples. Mm-hmm that he was able to use to really hit home to so many different kinds of listeners out there. And maybe one of those examples registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the title he, in his sermon notes, he entitled it help. I can't stop sinning, which 
I'm like, we can all relate to that. That is our Christian experience. And um, so this chapter seven is helping us to know that the law is holy and righteous and good, but our flesh still serves sin. And we have newness and life in Christ, but we still have these marks of sin that we're struggling with. Hmm. But uh, he went on to talk about chapter six, how we must affirm our death, burial, and resurrection with Christ. Chapter seven, which we're in now, we must admit the presence of sin and the struggle within. And chapter eight, which we're coming to soon, mm-hmm. uh, we must allow the Holy Spirit to control and to dominate us. So really we're not, good. Paul doesn't stay here in seven. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was one of the points that stuck out to me was uh, even with the struggle of sin and when he's saying, oh, wretched man that I am, he doesn't stay there because he goes on uh, in 25, who can deliver me from this body of death? And, uh, of course, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll get to Romans 8, but I, I, now I don't know when. I mean, we never know when, Pastor Mark, come on. But <laughs> now Dennis is going to be talking about the yeah. law some more. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be touching a little bit about the law where he next week he's so going to pause on the purpose the pausing the roman series or is yeah, it well i mean it's it's kind of like a what do you call it in a book supplementary yeah an addendum maybe something okay. like that cool where it's going to he's going to really dive into the purpose of the law okay and then the second week that he's going to preach is going to be the content of the law um, and so kind of hang hang on to those kind of ideas but you know, for, for me, I mean, staying in in Romans seven, I don't, I don't want to move because that's our life. You know, we're, yeah. we're still sinners. Like, mm-hmm. how, so how can we figure this Christian life out? And and the even the title on his sermon notes says something to the effect of, "Do real Christians struggle with sin?" <laughs> you know, and that word "real" still resonates with me because I have so many people that I know that will kind of micro manage or micro look at are you really a christian mm-hmm. you know if you're doing these things yeah. you know are you really christian and yeah. this just nixes that right off the bat to yeah. say this is yeah. directly to, to believers so yeah. that's good I, yeah I, I appreciated him uh showing that you know what we might consider giants of the faith spurgeon or yeah. mm-hmm. martin luther and then and then right you know then going to paul and paul's admission and i appreciated him you know just pointing out that Paul said he coveted um, mm. of every kind, had you know that he struggled mm. with that, and and so then bringing it back to us that that you know it it is a struggle, and the the fact that needing to acknowledge it um, that and, and he, I loved some of the phrases here anti the flesh is anti God, self reliant propensity to behave like the old man it is an enemy within and and just the seriousness of of that um, is mm. huge. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pastor John, what what service do you find yourself at? Are you worshiping with family, and then in the home center? How is how is your attending of a service reconciling with your duties and responsibilities? Yeah, I, um, sometimes uh, Susan and I are greeting at the first service. That's true. Um, we'll see you and there. then sometimes, but mostly we go to F two. Okay. And um, yeah, and as of late, it's just been the two of us. Yeah. Which is, yeah, 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 that's awesome. So, a little so, date, you know what I mean? We're we're empty nesters at home, and then <laughs> yeah. we come in, and yeah. and it's the two of us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I I think it all was just really good. And and again, if you're gonna 
give a sermon or a lesson on Romans 7, to have that grand perspective. He did the 30,000-foot view a week or two mm-hmm. ago of a recap of why we're, why we're in these weeds. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. he also, towards the end there, kind of brought up, he, he brought up three statements of admission in Romans 7 and then also talked about five implications. So basically an eight-point sermon in Romans 7, but I mean, the man flew. Uh, it was good, um, but those those five implications were great about acknowledging the flesh, guarding against the law, don't excuse sin, um, be vigilant in tribulation. Then he did end with the, the always look up the gospel, right? And so I know, yes, we're not at Romans eight yet, right? But every you have an opportunity for the gospel, no matter what you talk about. Every every sermon should have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's always going to be applications in sermons. Mm-hmm. I mean, pastors are bent to do that to people visiting app- to apply. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't give the power source, if you don't give <laughs> okay. that that idea that I have to do this in in his strength, not my strength, then any application is going to result to just something that's just dead or mm-hmm. something that's coming from yourself. So I love that. And obviously, here in Romans, we're going to be pointing people to that all the time. But even the the story of, uh, I think it was him saying, it might have been him counseling somebody or an example of somebody that was giving counseling. Be like, if you're trying to you know, remove the sin from your life, you should, A, you know, when you first wake up, pray. Oh, B, right. read scripture. And then C, when you start to find yourself, do that thing, just flee. And, and that picture is so clear of how many Christians go through. Oh, well, I'd love to have a checklist. I love that concept to just be like, those are great things to do. But if you're not doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit, if you're relying on yourself to accomplish those things, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or it's only going to work for a time, and then you're going to find yourself just mm-hmm. flailing because it's not in his strength. And so that look-up concept to me is so critical, obviously in any sermon, but for here um, mm-hmm. encapsulating Romans 7. Well, and I think that mm-hmm. checklist is good because it can be easy to diagnose yourself as, well, I'm not as legalistic as that guy. Yeah. But you're, there's still an element of the way, behavior management, the things you are doing. It can, I think it could be easy for us to slip into, well, what do I need to do instead of leaning on Christ and also trusting in him regardless of the outcome. I mean, even going through the mentorship program, I would sit down with, with John Avery and talk through, uh, it starts at home, right? The book mm-hmm. on, on parenting. And yeah. there's no guarantee that your parents or that your, your kids are going to turn out the right way. There's no mm-hmm. recipe or formula, but it's by God's grace you have the opportunity to... To put in, that we talked to Barry and Suzanne about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I went through it. Actually, yeah. it was it was discipline. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, you're you're talking about the power source, and uh, there's a great little book called "When Sinners Say I Do," uh, just helping mm-hmm. married couples mm-hmm. um, understand where the power comes. Is that by Dave Harvey. Yeah, Dave Harvey. Yeah, yeah. I read that. thanks. Yeah, that's a it's a good book, and mm-hmm. just talking about that grace. This, this supernatural power given to us by the Holy Spirit to know and do God's will. We, we can't do it apart from, from Jesus. I mean, John 15, 5, mm. apart from me, you can do nothing. Yep. You know, um, I, I was thinking of Psalm 16, 2, where David says, um, I have no good besides you. So again, pointing back to the Lord that he is the one who's, who's going give to us, give us that source, yeah. you know, that power. Um, you know, you had mentioned earlier, Mark, about uh, people in your life who who kind of maybe um, say, well, you have to be doing these kinds of things in order to know that you're saved. Yeah. And um, I think it's, I appreciated Mark bringing out the, uh, in verse 17 and 20 where, you know, he makes the point that Paul's saying, it's not me, you know, and that that's identity truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically for a believer who, who might be struggling with sin or or even someone who's practicing sin, which is a whole other deal, um, sin can really deceive us into thinking, well, this is who I am. 
Um, I, I would probably more put it that may, that's how you are, or that's how mm -hmm. I am, but that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And the how can change by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that that idea, of the, the the difference of you know people recognizing their sin, or even people who don't recognize mm -hmm. their sin. Yeah. And that was actually something that I was thinking through when I was listening to the sermon. I'm like, well. We're, we're talking to people here who are acknowledging and recognize what their sin is, and they are just, doggone it, I keep doing the same thing. Why do yeah. I keep doing that? Yeah. What about, and, and Rome, this chapter doesn't really talk about it, but maybe, John, you can talk, speak to it. What about the people who are just stuck in their sin and they're happy there? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Of just that yeah. it's not a struggle to them. I'm, it, you know what? I want, this is fine. I'm, mm. I'm doing good. I know I'm forgiven, and I'm. This is like this little pocket of my world. I'm not going to give over to, give over to God because I want to make sure that I, you know, I do X, Y, and Z, and I'm happy yeah. there. You know, yeah. and that yeah. kind of sin. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a little different than Romans seven, but but it made me think of that uh, during the sermon. I'm like, there's you know, there's people out here who are listening to our podcast now or listening to the sermon who might just be stuck in this sin and and they're aware of it, but they're not giving it up and they're yeah. they're not uh, making those attempts to yeah. recover and, and repent and confess. And, sure. You know? Yeah, you know, I was, um, it's funny, I, I was reading a couple verses that kind of might be dealing with that before I came up here, and it's Isaiah 44, verses 18 through 20. Do you mind if I read it? Yeah. Please do. Okay. Go right yeah. ahead. I'm um, going to give it an attempt. How dare you? You know what? Would someone like to do it for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm just realizing <laughs> that's not going to happen right now. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah what? 44, 18 He needs the 20. large print. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they do not know, nor do they understand, for he has smeared over their eyes so they cannot see, and their hearts so they cannot comprehend. No one recalls, nor is there knowledge or understanding to say, I have burned half of it in the fire, and also have baked bread over the, its coals. I roast meat and eat it. Then I make the rest of it into an abomination. I fall down before a block of wood. He feeds on ashes. A deceived heart has turned him aside, and he cannot deliver himself nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? You know, it, it, maybe you're speaking a little bit to that in the sense that someone's just sitting in it. They don't want to give it up. Right. Maybe they recognize it, maybe they don't. But it's just interesting, this idea of God smearing their eyes over um, because of idol worship. You know, these things mm -hmm. can become so important to us, the, our sin, um, that we give this, you know... Um, an over an inordinate amount of affection towards mm -hmm. these different things or people, and 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 we find ourselves, um, you know, going, what in the world am I doing? There, there's a there's a theological term. Uh, it's called the noetic effects of sin, and it says that sin makes us stupid, not intellectually but morally, and and I think that that's what this might be talking about. You know that. I've given myself over it to it so yeah. much that I can find myself trapped to it yeah. as a believer, you know, and and. And God is the one. Well, who there's there's rescues. two ways to wrestle yeah. with that, and we've kind of already talked about. It, but the first is, uh, oh no, no, Christ didn't die for that sin. I'm yeah. worse than I'm yeah. worse than any payment on the cross. But the second one is, you're keeping it. Nope, mm -hmm. Christ, you did not die for that one. Yeah. I'm right. keeping that one. Yeah. And it, it that you're limiting, trying to limit God's grace for for what you're dealing with. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because Pastor Mark brought it up a while ago on the podcast. In the Old Testament, right. Old Testament sacrifice was for sins you were aware that you committed. Oh, I mm. made this sin. I'm going to go make this sacrifice. What about the sins you had no clue about? Mm -hmm. So there was a, even a looking forward, an anticipation of Jesus' ultimate sacrifice on the cross for that. And he kind of yeah. touched on that this past week yeah. when he, where he 
explaining or excusing away your sin. You yeah, know, kind good. of referencing that. Right. Yeah. And you can easily do that because you're like, oh, it's just a little a little baby sin. <laughs> the, yeah, but, I'm not the heathen. Right. I'm not the murderer. I'm not right, the right. X, Y, right. and Z kind of person. Yeah. And, but you know what? God is a forgiving God, and he's a gracious God, but he's also a God of justice. Mm-hmm. And he's for his children, he's going to find ways to yeah. turn us back to him. Right. And if it takes some sort of correction, if it takes mm. bringing us to the end of ourselves, we've used that phrase before too. There's going to be times where that sin is going to become exposed and we're going to have to have that come to Jesus well, moment. Wait. He's given us that <laughs> yeah. newness of life and we're not, he's not going to allow us to stay in yeah. our, in our idolatry because he, he is King. He's on the throne. Mm. Um, there's a book, it's called uh, gay girl, good God by Jackie Hill Perry. And it's, basically her testimony, but it's also more about God. Um, Mm. But she has a couple of things in this book that really jumped out to me. And you can, um, you don't have, you can take out same sex attraction and put whatever your sin is here. Um, But after God broke through and saved her, um, Mm. she, this is right after she had been saved. And she says, but uh, today, I couldn't stare, speaking at staring at another uh, lady that she was attracted to. And she says, well, I could. Salvation didn't disable my eyes from functioning, nor her beauty from disrupting the room. I could have, without question, done what I'd always done, allow this body to rule me. In it sat another master, however, one who was involved with an empty tomb and a risen Savior. And then she goes on to say... Um, there she was, as pretty as she can be. Surely I could get her if I wanted to, and I wanted to. And we think about that, just how sins lure us and those desires and those passions. And Paul specifically talked about coveting for his right. sin. Um, but we have those pet sins in our lives. But I also wanted something else, God. In me was the strange, the strange conviction that there was another route he wanted me to go, another beauty he made for me to delight, to delight in. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I'd been his child for less than 24 hours, and he was already changing me. Is this <laughs> what it feels like to be a Christian? I thought to myself, is it to have a quiet war inside of I thought, is it to have a quiet war, war inside of yourself at all times? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good and phrase. I just, yeah, and I think that it is just... Um, there are there are desires that are stronger that are than our sin, and sin doesn't get the last word. Um, and how kind God is to pull us mm-hmm. to Himself. Yeah. In and that even way. Mark mentioned like yeah, there's this sure. mystical thing that happens at the moment of belief that sometimes you don't necessarily feel it, but that new nature instantly takes over, and the Holy Spirit is indwelling to where. And then that story, soon after 24 hours after believing, you're feeling something different and, and the spirit is stirring in you. And yeah. within each one of us who has that spirit, there's going to be those little moments where you, you, mm-hmm. you're going to get that voice, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. word, say, right. this is not right. Right. You know? And, it, and, it's, a, and it's a kind, it's a kindness. It's like <laughs> God is, yeah, yeah. He, he's so kind because there is, as we'll get to, no condemnation for those who are in yeah. Christ Jesus, you know? It's great. And that's where I love also, you know, mm-hmm. the, the idea of salvation, you know, that he can, he's saving us from these moments, saving us from these moments mm-hmm. of sin yeah. and, and rescuing us in that capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, the series title is called Rescued. You know, you can think of, again, rescued and being, you know, rescued from 
jumping off a cliff and going into a pit, but this little moment by moment kind of rescuings that are happening on a daily basis. That's what this Romans seven is talking about Mm -hmm. is overcoming these little sins to become more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's shaping us into it. That's yeah. So then therefore there's no condemnation as we move on to Romans eight. It's, it's encouraging. It is. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. you know, you find right. encouragement out of this sermon. You also find conviction mm-hmm. <laughs> out mm-hmm. of this sermon. Right. And uh, so take that into account as you're mm. listening and growing yourselves um, out there listening. So church response then, where do we go from here? What what can our congregation think about throughout their week as they listen to this podcast? I mean, I, it comes back to that phrase that, that Pastor Mark gave us, because I love that he entertained the idea of go out and do this. And it trends well in our world, especially for people my age now. I mean, they, they want a Christian TED Talk. They don't want the Bible. They, oh, go do this, 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 and this, and you'll conquer whatever your problem is. But Pastor Mark said, just always look up, which is not Oh, I just go do this three times a day and I'm good. No, always look up. There's something you got to wrestle with about what that means for you. And I think that statement is huge. And so I would say one thing we can do to try to make it more practical is actually practice that, actually look up more mm. instead of looking across more, pray more. Mm. Um, I, I, I was telling um, Hannah and I were in a conversation about, about something. One thing I told her and, and one thing I was reminding myself of when I was telling her this was, Let's make sure we're talking to God about that more than we're talking to anybody else about it. Because you will just get lost in the weeds Mm of looking across instead of getting at a point with Him where you can handle those conversations better. Uh, I think that's that's huge. Yeah, Yeah, I love the the idea of the, I think it's Philippians, pray without ceasing. Yeah, that concept, man. Wow. And you think about that, I mean, just in terms of like a religious kind of prayer, (laughs) that's just not possible. I mean, I'm, I'm driving down the road, I'm doing work, I'm doing things, you know, but there, so it's not this like, you know, get on your knees and, you know, pray in front of a pew and (laughs) go to some location to pray in front of a priest. No, it's just this constant relationship with God where you're just having him on your mind and going to him for these daily decisions. And, and when something does blow up in your world of, you know, Mark's analogy of somebody cutting you off on the road or, you know, mm-hmm. you get into a situation at home and you're raising your voice at kids or spouse or whatever's going on. Where is God in that moment? And am I praying without ceasing in, in that constant dialogue with God? And the more you practice it, the more it comes naturally and, and then it outflows and then you're verbalizing it to other people and it, and it becomes expressive to those around you. And, and that's the, I think that's the goal. Yeah, to yeah. get to that point. Second Corinthians talks about uh, in chapter ten to take every thought captive to obey Christ, and also that's in verse five. And then in verse four, we have weapons of divine power to destroy these strongholds. And um, the, the, we didn't sing this song on Sunday, but the song that I keep thinking about is uh, "Before the Throne of God" by Bob Coughlin, or uh, "Before the Throne of God Above," and uh, the verse when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within upward i look and see him there who made an end of all my sin because the sinless savior died my soul my sinful soul is counted free for god the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me mm-hmm. uh and i i've just been singing that song all morning because it's just like awesome. oh mm-hmm. yes you lord jesus are before mm-hmm. the throne pleading my case he's fighting for me he's for me he's not against me i have no condemnation mm-hmm. because of what he's done for me 
And there's so much hope in that. And I just appreciate how Paul just takes this passage and he's like, he throws it back at God. He's like, I am a wretched man, but thanks be to God. It's all back on him because he gets the credit. He gets the glory because of all of this that he's done. And our, our identity is in him where mm. we have this, we've been declared righteous and everything that has happened to Jesus, his death, burial, and re resurrection is ours. So uh, let's take our thoughts captive. Let's preach to ourselves um, and not stay there, not mm -hmm. stay in the mire. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I Mark 9, the 23 and 24, there's a story of um, the father who comes. He needs his, his son healed. And Jesus said to him, if, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father cried out, you know, I do believe, help my unbelief. And, and I think that that's a wonderful prayer when we're struggling with sin and we, we just feel like we, we can't beat it, you know, and just to understand, God, will you help me believe that, that you've got this, that what you say about me is true and what, that, that I am united with Christ. And, you know, the whole idea of, I appreciated what he said, to look up. And um, you know, I think of Psalm 27, 4, you know, where, where David says, one thing I've asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the, the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. And I, I just think about the opportunity to look in his word, because I think that's how we look up, <laughs> is, is to see Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who is full of beauty. And that that's that just, you know, our love for him, that he's going to show himself to us through his word um, that way, that, that we can see there's not there's nothing or anybody who's more beautiful than he is mm. you know and, and that to draw that to, to it's to meditate yeah. meditate day and night it's not a yeah. quick fix i'm going to hop in the temple get my jesus fix and then go about right. my day and, right. and one thing i've noticed more and more mm -hmm. i don't know if it's society culture whatever there's this whole idea that monday morning your week is starting you've just finished mm -hmm. especially if you're a christian you've just finished a weekend fix of jesus and you're like okay my week has started hopefully mm -hmm. i'm not exhausted and discouraged by friday Mm -hmm. But to meditate on, on on these precepts, the Lord, and, and what he's doing in your life, I mean, that's moment by moment. It's even more than day by day. We always hear, wake up and start your day with Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> start your conversations with Jesus. Start your dinner with Jesus. Start your interaction with your neighbor with Jesus. The time of day, it's not about getting Jesus at the optimal time of your life where it can last the longest before you go back to him. That's not why we're doing I, I this. I just think right. about Monday morning and it's like, oh gosh, Monday morning hits and it's bad already. Right. <laughs> I just yeah. like, why can't I get more of that Sunday high? It was raining but, this past week too. Yeah. yeah. No, just, it was oh, a disgusting rain. Monday. But yeah, Psalm, Psalm 43, 5 <laughs> says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? And why mm. are you in turmoil within me? This is a Monday morning. But here we go. L yeah. Look up. Hope in God, for mm -hmm. I shall again praise him, my salvation, my God. So he's talking to himself. Wait, why, why are you feeling like this? Mm. Hope in God. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's an active taking your thoughts captives, putting them on But what Christ. are we doing here in this conversation? We're all going to Scripture, right? Yeah. We're all just looking and saying, this is what Scripture is encouraging us to do, and that's what's allowing us to have our minds set on him. And we're going to the Psalms. We're yeah. going to Scripture. Yeah. We're going... And, and and so the more that we're in his word, mm -hmm. right, the yeah. more we're going to have that relationship, that ongoing understanding of who he is, yeah. Um, yeah. which will allow us to then use the spirit to overcome that sin that he's given us the power to do, which is circling back to Romans. You mm -hmm. know, why do I keep doing what I'm doing? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how do I overcome that? Well, right. he's given us that power. 
and use the word, yeah. use mm-hmm. his, um, yeah. his guidance yeah. to do that. And I, I think, Alicia, you mentioned, you know, this idea of preaching to yourself and um, the gospel. And uh, a great little book by a guy named Milton Vincent called The Gospel Primer. He just says, the gospel is so foolish according to my natural wisdom, so scandalous according to my conscience, and so incredible according to my timid heart. That is a daily battle to believe the full scope as I should. There is simply no other way to compete with the forebodings of my conscience, the condemnings of my heart, and the lies of the world and the devil than to overwhelm such things with daily rehearsings of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Just what Jesus, Mm -hmm. because Romans was written to believers, and that's about the gospel. We need to rehearse it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So Pastor John. Yes, sir. Family life. Home center, right? All that good stuff. Yeah. What, what do you have for us? Share us a little bit. Well, I just wanted to take the opportunity since I'm here. If you milk it, man. Shame, shameless yep. or shameful. It, it applies. It, it does. It, it yes, applies. it does because it's a, a real help. You know, we're right now um, for the month of um, October. We are making these uh, devotional guides uh, from D6. D6 stands for Deuteronomy six. Um, four through nine, and that's the idea of uh, loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and and then parents, uh, out of that love, loving our kids enough and the next generation enough to share the Word of God with them on a on a regular basis. And we have these devotional guides. So this one here, for those of you who can't see what I'm, I'm holding up, a devotional guide for parents, and um, it it coincides with this cute little one for little ones called Cuddle Time, and there's themes. Cuddle Time. Cuddle Time. Uh, I just gave to all you infant uh, listeners. That's right. Just gave this to my four-year-old grandson. Aww. Oh, can't help it. And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, it, but they all have a theme for three months, going through the scriptures together. Mm. A lot of great ideas for parents to, for discipleship of their kids. But here's a wonderful thing. Um, this, this one's for high school students. There's one for elementary, one for middle school. This one is um, for young adults. And uh, this, another one that I have is for those um, uh, who are uh, married but don't have kids. So it, it covers every so age group. are they like daily readings yeah. or weekly readings? Um, kind of like, uh, I think around about five times a week, you okay. know, they're the daily, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to look at. And so whatever the, our, my middle school student is reading, I'm reading in mine. And then we can come around the table or whatever and talk gotcha. about it. But it's mm-hmm. age appropriate for them. And uh, and then just a lot of good ideas yeah. for, for parents to do so that. So John, let, let me kick you a scenario. Yeah. Okay, somebody's listening to this podcast, they're driving home from work, and they're like, huh. It's John Avery guy, kind of like the way he sounds. He has some good resources. How do how do we get these resources in the hands of these people? Well, a couple things. The, these sp- specific D6 ones are only at the home center because we couldn't put them online. Exclusive. Exclusive. And here's the thing. We, we're, we're asking if you're able to, to do $2 a book. There are a lot more than that, but get you know some skin in the game and that kind of thing. So... Come to the home center in the in the in the lobby at church at Fellowship Bible Church, and and you can um, get your hands on these. We have all different kinds of resources um, on uh, fbcva.life fellowship at home. You know, where for all different kinds of discipleship resources for families, and uh, just encourage everybody to take advantage of it. Lots and those of are all there. online. And those are all online, yeah. or at the home center. Yeah. Yeah, and in this season of being, you know, COVID friendly, you mm-hmm. know, we're we're still ushering people out of the sanctuary main auditorium right. for that, sure, and, sure. and not hang out too much in the lobby. But you know what? This is worthwhile to stop by yeah. as you're kind of exiting yeah. the building. Just sure. take a quick meander over there, mm-hmm. find the Averys, find whoever else you've got. Yep, a and, lot of home center workers are absolutely wonderful it's, people. It's worth the stop. Yeah, on the way out. Yep. Thanks, parents. I work with your kids. 
you could use these books. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. my goodness. So, no, I'm, so I'm related the, to a good chunk of them anyway. They fall into Romans 7, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. That's strange. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, announcements, I'm forgetting. Yeah, I feel like sure. we're jiving, right? There's, Regular. There's oh, plenty of stuff happening. The, the service still. changes. There's, mm-hmm. there's plenty. First of all, fact check. First Thessalonians five is pray without ceasing. Okay. Mm. Philippians talks. Philippians oh wait, who, talks oh you're fact checking yourself. Fact checking. Oh that's yourself. cool. That's yeah, cool. Oh, okay. so yeah. I'm allowed to do that. I thought you were I calling can... out this guy. Right no, right? no, no, no. Y'all are gonna have to go <laughs> no, at it off air, okay? First oh. Thessalonians, you know, <laughs> pray without ceasing. So okay. keep that in go. mind. It's an easy verse to memorize. Anyway, so no, there's a lot going on. We do have this concept of what does it look like to prioritize the body, and within that, within that scope, where we want people to be engaged in community and find ways to use their gifts and talents to serve. There's a lot of different things happening here during this fall season. So go to the website, fbcva.life, find that button, prioritize the body, and you will see a whole list of things, both ministries and events and opportunities to serve, including getting plugged into a community group, including a baptism service coming up with a congregational meeting, including a seminar on roles of women in the church and how that fits of how all of our gifts and talents can be used to serve him. So there's a lot of different opportunities there um, of what that looks like. Second of all, you did mention the service times. You are correct about They're that. They're all changing. Almost. They are, there's lots of things changing in this regathering process. And you got to think of it. Man, dang it, FBC, you keep changing things up on us. <laughs> you know, but this we we tried to set the stage back in, yeah. you know, June, well, it was May when we first started regathering. We're like, it's going to be I some I think people some know that things are not normal. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing as long is as you normal. recognize that. And we're right. still like right. week to week. So yeah. I still think there's a lot of grace for People are livid. Yeah. People you know, are so angry. He, you, <laughs> can, you can email Mark C. Yeah. 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 That's why these devotionals are so handy. Right. Yeah. Just to help yeah. people. No, so so <laughs> coming up for these next two weeks of Fellowship Saturday, their service time will be 5 o'clock outside as long as it's not raining or not snowing and it's not super rigid Snow. freezing cold you know so yeah. until the weekend where the times change okay so okay. that happens on november or august no not all right back up here october <laughs> 31st spooky that is where you change your <laughs> clocks that night right mm-hmm. oh, okay so right. on that following day is sunday november 1st uh-huh. we will be having the 10 45 a.m service times Back to normal service time Sunday. Back to normal. Okay. So a lot of words to just say. Pre-COVID service time. <laughs> yes. Starting, starting a the A lot month of words of to just say. Starting back the month of November, November 10.45 <laughs> for, yeah. for the, the upstairs and the downstairs Fellowship 3. Okay. And then we also recognize that as we might need more space in oh, um, yeah. the building, we're making plans to um, have a 9 o'clock downstairs lower level worship service. We're not there yet. I think we're still doing really good with the numbers and, and the capacities and things like that. But as the regathering process happens and as we start seeing more people come into the building, we're making plans and have plans in place where we're going to be um, able to have a, a 9 o'clock service on that Sunday. So Sounds great. Put that in your, uh, in your hat and just wait for that to drop. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we look forward to Pastor Dennis the next couple of weeks diving into the law a little bit and more from Romans. As a reminder to all our wonderful listeners and viewers, you can find us at fbcva.life forward slash Sermon Spotlight and find the podcast Sermon Spotlight all over the place, Spotify, podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also be a part of the show 
send us questions, feedback, comments, make fun of Mark Francis, do what you love to do best. <laughs> vote uh, to see who you want to see on camera. <laughs> that's true. Put in your votes. Yeah. Well, we all know how that's going to go. And vote. You know I mean? right. yeah. And then and actually vote. vote. Yeah, there you and go. actually Engage. go but, to the polls yeah. and vote. Exactly. Uh, John, thank you for joining us. Well, man. thanks for having what me. What a blast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, what yeah. a blast. He's a blast from my past. My former youth pastor. It's amazing. Thanks. And hey, I just want to say something. Okay. Anytime I see you or hear your name, I think... Throw up? Oh, oh No. <laughs> I think scripture memory. One of the my first impressions of seeing you, because I don't know you very well, mm-hmm. but is just how you have hidden God's word in your heart. And it just like flows mm. out. Oh, and so that Praise blesses me. And... Um, yeah. It's one of my first impressions. He uses it, he uses it mid-conversation. He drops it yeah, in there. Yeah, it's like he's oh got scripture. He just pulls it out of his head yeah. like nobody's business. It's awesome. Mm, well, appreciate the encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you want Pastor John to answer a question that you have for him without scripture, good luck. Good luck. Thank you for being a part of the show. Yeah, um, we'll invite Dennis on if he's not here. Uh, we'll just talk about him. You know what I mean? You know how we do. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. Mm-hmm.